Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are very much knee deep in tech, and this is episode 65, recorded on the 26th of February. Nicely done. I think you so. You are improving. Yes. Well done. Cool. So, what's happened this week? Um, I heard something about something, something HoloLens. That something. was actually last week. Oh, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. So true. it depends. It depends on where you are in the world. If that's this week or last week. That's a top tip right there. Yep. Yes. So at Mobile World Conference in Barcelona, this is a conference Congress MVC. Okay. MWC. Right. Microsoft announced. Two new hardwares. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the very interesting new Kinect, the Azure Kinect developer kit. The what now? The Azure Kinect developer kit. Well, okay, let's backtrack. When I was young, (laughs) Kinect was this thingy that you connected to your Xbox and put on top of your TV. Yep. And then you can do shenanigans in front of it, and it kind of interpreted your your um, interpretive dance. <laughs> exactly. So, so why on earth would I want to connect this to Azure? Because what happens on Azure stays on YouTube. <laughs> Not on YouTube, on stream, mind you. On stream, fair enough. So if if you look at it, what's what put Connect? ahead of all the other cameras that you connected to your console. What did Kinect do that many others didn't? I have no idea. Depth sensing. Depth sensing? Okay. So that Because then it could look at you in 3D and understand what you were doing in front of that. TV. And that, that's because of the stereoscopic cameras. Yeah. yeah. So that's what's really been improved with the Azure Kinect because that enables you to get a depth sensing camera Oh, and wait, it connects to Azure and then connects to your neighbor's webcam. So it sees from behind what you do. Is that the way that it works? There are some times where I'm really sorry that you are editing this and I'm not. Okay. <laughs> right. How does it so, work? Yeah, so Azure Connect is really a camera, two cameras, one depth sensing one, mm-hmm. which has been much improved from the original Connect. Wait, and uh, j- just a quick question. <laughs> one camera does the depth sensing, not two. Uh, one camera module. Oh, all right. Yeah, fair enough. And one camera does the actual video recording. Mm-hmm. Combined and connected, either connected to Azure or by leveraging edge computing, they can then oh, hello. do things nice. with what it sees. So so it's actually IoT Edge, yeah, like they do with yeah. the DJI drones, but now in the Connect. Yeah. Wow. So one of the the cases they uh, re- already have done is that, and you, since you have worked in healthcare, uh-huh. um, apparently, eleven ev- every year in the U.S. alone, over one million hospital patients fall, mm. and eleven thousand yeah. of those dies yeah. after that fall. Yeah. So what they've already done is that they have used this inside of hospital rooms to warn the nurses prior to someone falling. So they can view the patient in the patient's bed and see if they are about to fall or if they are trying to do something that could potentially make them fall and warn them ahead of that. Interesting. So it learns based on what it sees. Uh And since it's depth sensing, it does understand things in 3D and can then take actions or warn 
in regards to what it sees. Wow. That's so, and th awesome. That's, that's a brilliant way of explaining edge computing as well. Yep. Because I'm going to I'm going to take that and put it into my machine learning for the absolute beginner session. Yeah. And I think that combined with a tweet I retweeted this morning in regards to why you should use Azure IoT Hub on Azure Stack. Mm -hmm. Then makes the full story complete. Because okay. then you could do everything on-prem, but still leveraging edge computing both in the Azure Stack and on these devices and ensure that all your data stays on-prem if that's what you desire. So Azure Stack supports the IoT Hub? Yeah. Cool. I did not know that. Yeah, it, it, I think that was one of the announcements at Ignite, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? So that's, huh. that's super cool. So Azure Connect, uh, it's available to pre-order now. Yep. For three ninety nine US dollars. Really? Yeah. Four hundred bucks for a super nice Connect thing that also does IoT Edge. Yeah. Do you know from the top of your head what the DJI drones that can do these things cost? I think that's that's north of a thousand bucks, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, I really? would say like eight hundred dollars and up. Oh, really? They they. We're able to do it in the fairly low spec ones as well. Wow, things things are changing. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're um, they uh, Jimmy and Jessica, that's the Engstroms, mm -hmm. did show a demo of it. I don't know if that was a DJI drone, on uh, the Insider um, Dev Tour, and that was a tiny one. That was not one of the big ones. Hmm. So I think you can get that fairly low, uh, fairly low spec DJI drone and get the same uh, image recognition. Cool. Yep. So on to the actual big announcement, and that was the <laughs> Hololens two, which, yep. you which could does also... not cost three ninety nine. No, but it, it, we will come to that. So, and uh, I really don't know where to start. The actual commercial for the Hololens two made me. Cry, cry. Hmm. Honestly, it did. I absolutely, I, I'm, I'm the perfect person to hit with Coca-Cola commercials, Microsoft commercials, everything, and it will affect me in ways I'm not very proud of. What you just heard was Simon saying that he's pretty cheap. Uh, I sure am. Yeah. Um. So the the big things that. Microsoft really have improved is first of all the um, comfort or first the field of view which is now twice as big Oh, as the previous one it's still not 100% complete so you get you, you can see things um, outside of the screen you mm. will still get the feeling that some holograms will be cut off Yeah, but it, it's the the one the people that have tested it it's a huge improvement yeah and it really gets immersive in a completely new way uh so that's one thing and they also have kept the pixels per grade of sight mm -hmm. so it's still 47 pixels per per degree of, per degree okay which is the same as the old one yeah um so they just increased the the number of pixels. Yep. So now you now have two K a two K resolution per eye, instead of a seven twenty p resolution per right. eye. 
uh, but that's been greatly improved. They've also improved the actual technique in the display. So where you previously actually had, and, and you are way better at explaining this than I am, so you will have to look at it later on. They now work with mirrors and a MEMS display. Oh, really? Uh, so MEMS stands for, I, I had it here somewhere. It's a display that really, when you don't project anything on the screen, so it uses lasers to project the screen, uh-huh. which means that when you aren't projecting anything, it's completely transparent. If you're using an old HoloLens and look at something where you don't have a hologram, you still yeah. see a, a small shade yeah. in front of your eyes. Very, now very, it's completely clear. Subtle tint. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that's absolutely amazing. You can, speaking about screen, you can now do something that many have asked for. You can flip the screen up. So you don't need to take off the HoloLens if you want to remove the screens. So you can flip the, the visor. Wow. Which is cool. Yeah. Speaking about the hardware, it's it's a few grams lighter. But the big difference is that you now have the screen in front and the battery pack at the back. I was just about to say that. Have they changed the... Yes. Uh, They've right. changed the actual design. So the um, center of gravity is now just behind your ears, mm. which makes it a lot more comfortable to wear. Is the battery pack detachable? No. Okay. Not so as far you, as I can see. So you cannot detach it and put it on a helmet? Very, this is a great segue. They will be releasing a hard hat with integrated HoloLens at the same time as the actual HoloLens because they're opening up the hardware to anyone. So they have a bunch of partners that will be making custom-made hardware um, accessories for the HoloLens. I, I kind of get the uh, feeling that the first HoloLens was the beta and this is ready for prime time. Yeah, and, and the thing is that this is actually revolutionizing the AR headsets in the same way as the first HoloLens did. This mm. is such a big difference mm. and such a huge improvement in terms of everything they do. Um, so it's lighter, it's they have scanned a couple of thousand heads to make it fit better. So it fits great regardless right. of where you are in the world and yeah. regardless if you wear glasses or not. Yeah, uh, It's super easy to take on and off. And when you take it on, it now has eye tracking, which does two things inside of the headset. Mm-hmm. So first thing, it tracks your eyes, which makes it render your holograms better because they it, the HoloLens know where you're going to look because your eyes have been yeah. moving in that direction first yeah. so it will render the holograms better you can control a lot of things using your eyes just like with the toby camera mm. that i have mm. but it also enables windows hello inside of the headset right with iris recognition yep so that logs you in securely but also enables personalization with the headset. So if you have settings that you oh, like, that's it awesome. will instantly be able to adapt to that. And thus you have solved the multi-user yes, issue. Yes, exactly. Cool. Uh, you also now have eye, uh, hand tracking as well, up to 25 points per hand. 25 fingers per hand. Exactly. So I think the most impressive thing they did, because we had eye tracking when we did our Star Wars experience in Orlando. Mm-hmm. 
the void. Mm-hmm. We had eye track, hand tracking mm-hmm. with our guns and so on, mm-hmm. shooting stormtroopers. They showed someone playing the piano in AR. So she had a virtual piano and were able to play it with 10 fingers. Cool. That's cool. That's very cool. So you have full hand tracking, which also means that you can interact with holograms. So you can push buttons, you can zoom using your hands. Yeah. And I'm doing all kinds of gestures now that I'm happy that you can't see. But w- what you don't have yet is tactile feedback. Yes. But that sounds like it should be fairly simple to do with a set of gloves. Yeah. And, and that's something we'll also link to a CNET article uh, where they have had reporters trying it out and the tactile feedback is something they are missing mm. but something that Alex Kipman would love to see in a future release Yeah, but they also said that they, they the reporters were missing hand controllers which I see as something you shouldn't have with the HoloLens because you, you will be using your hands all the time with the HoloLens and then you can't have anything in your hands to enhance that tactile feedback currently yeah uh, so immersion comfort um, when is it going to be available this year it's February yep what does that mean before December mm, 31st yep. yeah okay so we basically have we, no idea we, we have no idea okay it's available to pre-order and that's the next thing then mm-hmm. so it will be available in the United States Japan China Germany Canada United Kingdom Ireland France Australia New Zealand for the price of $3,500 and that's the enterprise edition so they now have only one edition they previously had a developer kit and an enterprise one which was manageable with Intune for example wait what was the price for the old one the developer kit was $3,000 and the enterprise one was $5,000. So they've lowered that. Oh, really? Huh. And they are also uh, making it available as a bundle. So for $125 per month, you get a HoloLens with Dynamics 365 Remote Assist. Mm. And that's what everything everyone wants. Pretty much. So you basically rent it. You could do that, yes. Wow. They've also introduced a number of Azure services included or that you can use with the HoloLens, which will be open to anyone. So you now have AR anchors, which you can use to get a lot of people to see the exact same thing in the same space. Regardless if they are using a HoloLens, an iPhone or an Android tablet, they will be able to get the same AR experience seeing the same object. Damn. Yeah. And speaking about cool things, with the help of Simplegon, of Linchipping, uh-huh. uh, you will now sh- soon be able to render 3D objects way faster using Azure. So you're moving from 100,000 polygons mm-hmm. to millions over Azure, creating way better 3D objects with the HoloLens. Interesting times ahead. Yes. And the last thing, and we, we can talk about this for ages, but we are soon out of time. They also introduced another Dynamics application called Guides. Guides? Guides. So Dynamics 365 Guides for HoloLens, 
which enables you to see things, holograms, and, inch, uh, and um, get a guide for how to repair something, as an example. So you will get instructions on a virtual display. Yeah. And you will see tools in front of you. You will see the actual piece of hardware that you will be installing on something. And then you just fit the actual thing to the hologram. And then it goes on to the next step. Okay, so it's it's a simulator for for repairing stuff. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I can see a lot of applications for um, aerospace. Yep, that's uh, one of the things they showed. Industry. Yep. Super cool. Yeah. So that that it was a great event, and only one hour. Oh, but it shortened was a, to the point. Yeah. So Satya was there, Julia White was there, Alex Kipman, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Nice. So what's new in the world of data? Um, I, actually, this this week's been pretty quiet, but I was up to the uh, very far north of the wall, <laughs> as you know, and uh, spent some time looking at SQL Server and, and having a very good discussion with a client when it comes to best practices and how to set things up. Yep. And I've talked about the DBA tools many times. Yep. The PowerShell command let collection for... for and they are available both to download and to improve on GitHub, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sure. Everything is, is open source. And a lot of the uh, command lets are written by third parties. Yep. And I've... I've been thinking for so long that I should take my basic settings SQL Server script, T-SQL script, and implement it in PowerShell. Yep. But I suck at PowerShell. <laughs> but I took the bull at the horns, and the first release, if you will, of my script is done, and I'm going to blog about this this week or next. And that is basically just using the commandlets that are available in DBA tools. And when there are no commandlet available for the specific task that I want to use, I've done a um, invoke SQL. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm running T-SQL with PowerShell. So are you planning to... The, the things that aren't available in the DBA tools today, are you developing those? And uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Would I want to? Absolutely. Would I, will I be happy to do so? Absolutely. Do I have the requisite knowledge at this moment? I don't. But it is a very good reason to get it. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that if I talk to Chrissy or Rob or anyone in the community that does PowerShell, they're going to jump all over this. Because yep. a few of the things that I want to do are, are very welcome additions, I'm pretty sure. But... Yeah, let me get back to you on that one because it, it would be awesome to be able to give back to that community yep. as well. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So so that's what I've been doing. And it was kind of nice to get a, a kick in the, the, the pants to actually do this because I've been thinking of it for so long. Yep. So that's coming up on my blog and I'm going to, of course, release the, the script for anybody to um, to look at, have a laugh and improve. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> And speaking and, of the blog, yeah, two becomes three. Exactly. And first of, and for, first and foremost, we are, are moving our blogs to the kneedeepintech.com blog now. 
Well, we already have. Yeah, but in in practice, officially, yeah, yeah, officially, yeah. yeah. We're, we're I'm I'm still going to to uh, blog at Arctic TBA for a while, but yep. everything that I do there, I'm also going to be putting on on kneedeepintech.com. Yep. I'll and probably be freezing my Bindertech blog and re- uh, redirecting most of the traffic to the kneedeepintech one. You will yeah. be able to reach my blog and the old blog post on the WordPress address. Mm. Uh, but most things will be up in the Nidipintech blog. Yeah. And like you said, two becomes three. And two we, becomes we are three. not having a baby. No. That would be a horrifying yes, experience. Yes. I think that would that is actually the best word for it. Horrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. No, we are we're teaming up with the Finn. Yeah. So Tony Holopainen is joining Nidipintech. Miss at Mr. Black Sphere. Yep. On Twitter. And he has a, a slight uh, appreciation for what is it called black metal yeah death metal black metal you know the the, usual the heavy stuff dance music <laughs> exactly nobody ever. <laughs> yeah so so he's he's going to cover azure ad yep windows server yep and identity in general yeah i would say uh and server in general yep with a bunch of azure stuff in between thrown in for good measure yeah he's so, also he, he's been evaluating and using windows admin center for quite a while so i hope to see content on that as well oh and storage spaces yeah yes he does storage spaces so he, he's going to start producing stuff and he'll come on the show more often as well yep and we are very very excited to have him on board yep this is going to be awesome great fun yes sir so, so now we're actually getting some heavy metal to complement our logo well, that's true. Yeah. And considering that he, he has a long hair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm traveling this week. We are traveling, both of us. We're both traveling this week. And I'm, I'm while I'm very bummed not to go to Finland, because yep. Tech Days Finland last year was awesome, you're going over there to represent. Yes. So I'll be there talking about Windows Virtual Desktop. And uh, if anyone wants to do... Uh, a Need Deep in Tech interview or share anything, I'm happy to do that. I'll be bringing my camera, uh, both to do Need Deep in Tech stuff, but also to film my polar bear swimming. I'm apparently in less or yeah, in, in a, like 30 hours throwing myself into a frozen ocean. So Need Deep in Tech is going to be two people, <laughs> Tony and me. Because Simon's going to die in Finland. I, I look at Han Solo. I look like Han Solo after episode one. Episode the two, one. Sorry, four. Four. Okay. Sorry. The first movie. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry. Edit that out. Yeah. And you're double wrong, actually, because it's episode five. Yes. Yeah, I was. you're the expert. <sighs> so so anyway, where are you Swimming going? with polar bears. Not swimming with... That would have been fun. Polar bear swimming is what they called it. We're, of course, since we're in Finland, sauna and then uh, ice bathing. You're, ma- you're mad. I am. Yeah. I'm going to Bits. Man- yeah, Manchester. Manchester and <laughs> Sequel Bits. And in the UK had the warmest February day ever, I think, yesterday. 20 degrees. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's something's wrong in the world. Oh, a lot of things are wrong in the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's the uh, annual 
SQL Bits. Yeah. It's probably the biggest and probably the best SQL Server conference in uh, Europe. Yep. And this year it is themed speakeasy. Oh. As in cool. the Prohibition 20s, the Roaring 20s. So that's going to be awesome. I'm going to give a session called DAX for the SQL Developer. And it's basically the story of how I tore half of my head out <laughs> and hair and teeth and pretty much everything else trying to learn DAX. Yep. That's bound to be fun. And you said something interesting. You said something about you're giving a session on the Windows Virtual Desktop. Yes. And there was a bit of a um, discussion on Twitter the other day. Yeah. And... This will be a very short rant. I'm hoping to do a blog post on it really soon. But there were tweets and blog posts out bashing Windows Virtual Desktop Mm -hmm. from the end-user compute community. So people that have used are used to run RDS, Parallels, Citrix, or VMware uh, were speaking their mind on Windows Virtual Desktop. And I'm all for getting constructive feedback. But some of the things and some of the words that were used were not at all needed uh, or and very harsh. If you look at Windows Virtual Desktop for what it is today, which is an unreleased product, which very, very few people have had hands-on experience with. And there are many things that people were mad about. And I've on Twitter said that if you have any questions or would like anything have a discussion on anything in regards to it, please let me know and I'll be happy to answer as much as I can due to NDAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had our Bart Jacobs uh, who has made, uh, given us great feedbacks uh, previously. So he has shared my tweet. But if anyone have anything that they would like me to answer or discuss in terms of Windows Virtual Desktop, you let me know and I'll be happy to do my best to answer it. Mm. But many of the things that we are discussing, and I think we mentioned it one or two weeks ago is that if you are con- having a problem with Office Pro Plus not being supported on Windows Server 2016 in six years' time, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be working in IT anymore. <laughs> and I'm now I'm harsh, but to be honest, if you do honestly believe that we in six years' time will have this problem, you really need to change something. Get with the program. Yeah. And I think that the end-user computing community have some of the most brilliant people in the IT industry working inside of it Mm -hmm. where they have so much knowledge on how to optimize on how to do things in a very cool fashion VR over Citrix for crying out loud yeah this is something you really would be able to cope with and where you have the possibility to actually help moving applications and systems to the cloud and still letting the user have the experience of running it on-prem, or even better than Mm on-prem. So take Windows Virtual Desktop and what comes with it as an opportunity, not as a threat, and really look at it from what it is, and wait until it's released. Wait until you have tried it. It won't suit everyone. It won't um, remove the need for Citrix or VMware Horizon for the matter because they will be able to integrate with some of the services. They will complement each other in many occasions. 
and I've said this a thousand times, Windows Virtual Desktop will enable smaller organizations to do end-using compute, publish applications and desktops where it has been too expensive previously. So take the opportunity, and if you have any questions, would like to have any discussion on this, let me know. I won't be able to answer everything, but I have contacts that, that can do it. And as soon as it is released as a public preview, we will be able to see a lot of things coming out of it that we can't see or talk about today. So basically, if you haven't touched it, maybe you should reserve judgment. Yes. Fair enough. And someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> Apparently. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pity when people are starting to see things that are not available yet as a threat. Yeah. And it isn't a threat. It isn't at all. Well, it, it, is, it is exactly what you decide it is. Yeah. And if you want it to be a threat, it's going to be a threat. Yes. Which is a pity in and of itself. Yep. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that that's it. We have plenty of other things to, to discuss, but we'll wait with that until next week or blog posts or something else. I'll be doing as much content as I can from Helsinki. Yep, I'm, I'm going to bring my uh, my um, camera as well to, yep. to bits. Yep, <laughs> not to bits, I hope. <laughs> ah, screw it. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and see you next week. Bye. Bye.